morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Hey, if you haven't been outside in a while, maybe just sitting around the office, got us on the app, listening online. Uh, the day has shifted here. It's actually a nice-looking day. Started sort of gloomy, rainy, overcast, but it looks nice outside from the Kirkwood Studios here. Looking out at the Kirkwood Brewhouse patio, beautiful day on a Monday here, and a lot to get to on the midday grind. They call it the coveted hour for a reason. It's so coveted, Frank leaves at 11.58. He says, you know what? You guys can have this. It's all yours. It's pretty grind. quick, too, usually. <laughs> is he, like, afraid if he is here and it's 12, he has to stay? Like Unless the, there's food. Like an unwritten Weirdly rule. enough, if there's food That's in the studio true. or on a remote, he kind of does hang out a bit. I a wanted to. Minutes. Now, we had an hour together, but I wanted to ask him about his daughter's golf clubs because Frank admitted that, she, you know, Brooke is a gr- tremendous golfer, played in college, but hasn't been practicing. So he thought he was going to beat her. Turns out she's still pretty good. So those clubs are still sitting in his house. And I, knowing how competitive Frank is, I just wondered, would he go over to those clubs and maybe swap out and like put some lesser shafts on there or just mess with the clubs? I mean, like, how bad does the Frank Cusimano competitive streak, does it get to that point where even with your daughter's golf clubs, maybe, I don't know if you can loosen the shaft a little bit just to make sure he wins the next time around. <laughs> Uh, Charlie Marlowe is in Dallas doing some Fox 2 coverage. You'll see him tonight starting at 5 o'clock. We'll check in with Chuck over the next couple of days. Game 3, 7 o'clock start on a Monday, and then the late, the dreaded 8.30 slash 8.40 coming up on Wednesday. So we'll check in with Charlie the next few days coming to you live from Dallas. Charlie Tuna has a show tonight, 7 o'clock, the Charlie Tuna Show, and his guest right out of the gate tonight, Tom Condon, the super agent, also the agent for Drew Locke. And I realize the Cardinals will be playing. Blues will be about to drop the puck. I'll be sitting at my desk at the two Fox. I'm pretty sure I'll be on the 590 The Fan app because I want to closely monitor how Charlie Tuna poses questions to Tom Condon about Drew Locke and whether Charlie Tuna lets lets Condon know his true feelings about Drew Locke's potential. 100%. Does he mention the bet? You think he'll tell Condon? Not, I not just that hey, I want to, like, I understand he could say, well, I didn't think he'd go in the first round. But will he say, Tom, you got a terrible corner, but this guy, he didn't do nothing in Missouri. <laughs> will he be totally honest is what I'm saying. Uh, not that honest. Correct. That is the correct answer. So the Charlie Tuna Show with Tom Condon coming your way, 7 o'clock tonight. Cards are in D.C. for a four-game series against the Nats. Cards are 12-4 and four at home. And if I'm not mistaken... They lost their first two home games of the year. Remember that Friday home opener with San Diego? Followed that up with a Saturday loss 
So they're now 12-2 and two in their last 14 games at home. Blues hitting the road, or the Cardinals hitting the road, same time as the Blues hit the road. I, I didn't want to be the wet blanket on Friday. Oh, no. no, and I, I wasn't. I gave in to peer pressure. We talked about game two, Blues and Stars, and I let Chuck sort of talk me into it. Because my gut was they'd probably lose. You're probably a 1-1 series going back to Dallas. Bennington first off the ice per JT. So. Did he really tweet Suspense that? Suspense is over. Now, did he say it in a joking fashion? Five seconds ago, Bennington first off ice. That's his tweet. So is it become a thing now? That <laughs> I think so. I think okay. he feels like he has to do it. So because for a while we were dying to know and we would sit here watching Twitter. Boy, they're going to go back to Benner after that. Whereas Jake, remember Andy said you got to play him at some point. It did become an obsession of ours watching for the JT tweet. So I think now it's clearly a joke. Although asking Chief that question on a daily basis would be great theater. Uh, uh, Chief, who uh, uh, <laughs> thoughts on goal for the uh, game tonight? Just to get Baruby's reaction. Which, by the way, if you think he'd be unwilling to light up a media member, I don't think that's true because we heard what he was saying to a player. Remember, Kerber said this in the 10 o'clock hour. The player complained during the season that he was getting held. And then what did Baruby say? Then just break your arm off or whatever you got to do. <laughs> Rip your arm off to get loose. Basically... No complaints. Uh, Bennington, yes, in net tonight and didn't play poorly the other day. And when, when he gives up the three, he had Dallas playing four and four, scored two quick goals, but they had three in the first period. And even though that's a terrible start, you had the sense he's going to keep it that way. You weren't worried about it with Bennington. And, you know, a typical goalie gives up three goals first period. Pretty bad ratio. Pretty good chance the other team's going to end up with five or six. You just kind of knew in that game, Bennington would keep it that way. And it was a, a tight, tense playoff game where you did see a little more edge. We haven't identified. Maybe Jamie Ben is the player. We always want to find the guy that we can hate. I think you're right. I think when you saw the replays of the captain of the Stars just going at it with Tarasenko, and it seemed really, it seemed just obvious, okay, who do we want to rattle? Who do we want to get under their skin? Okay, well, let's do it to Tarasenko. And that's what Jamie Ben was doing. And I did a TV interview with Bernie Federico after the game, and he said when Jamie Ben is playing his best, even though he's a, a points guy, he's going to get assists and goals, part of his game is to do the agitating. And we saw that in the game on Saturday. So if, we're, if you're looking for somebody to dislike, and the good thing is the team president, the team CEO agrees with you. He didn't like Jamie Ben either, remember? <laughs> the guy Jim Lights, who nuked his own players during the season, is also the guy who fired Army years ago. Ooh. So I wonder what that's like in the press box or in the suite level when Doug Armstrong's walking by and then the Stars CEO is walking by. Not only did he fire Army back in the day, he replaced him with Brett Hull. Remember that? They had co-GMs. It was Brett Hull and, all right, Sally, who's the other guy? There's, there was two guys. Come on, Sally's wheelhouse. The Stars co-GMs. It was Brett Hull. I think it might even another player. Basically, they knew, well, neither one of these guys wants to do the job, so we'll split it in half. It might have been another player. Anyway, the, the guy who fired Army is also the guy who fired the shots. You think if uh, like they're all in the press box or whatever, and Army and, oh, was it Jim? Uh, Jim, Jim Light? Jim Light. They're kind of in the same area. And Chris Zimmerman walks by. I think Army just goes, nothing but respect for my president. 
Kind of a little uh, peacocking around. Yeah. Uh, oh. Les Jackson? Yes. Okay. Well, there was. I even had to look that up. Okay. Yeah. I thought if I could stump Solly, I, I saw it <laughs> opening there. I decided if I was ever going to get into a Solly wheelhouse where I might stump him, that was it. That seems like a bad idea. Co GMs. GMs. Yeah. And this happened with Vermeil, who liked everybody, had to find a defensive coordinator. So he went with co defensive coordinators. I believe it was John Bunting and Peter Junta. Yeah. And wow. they wound up having to bring back Bud Carson as a consultant yes. later on the next season. The crusty Bud Carson. They brought him, but he decided we'll go co-defensive coordinators. Which How do you spell Junta? Was it J-U-T-N-A? G-I-U-N-T-A. Wow. G-I-U-N-T-A. Let's see where they are at the end of the day. Well, John Bunting, when he left here, got the North Carolina job. Remember that? To be the head coach at North Carolina. But basically, Vermeil didn't want to play favorites, or he, he liked both guys so much he couldn't pick. I think that's a bad idea. What if you have two co-GMs and there's one free agent? I love him. I hate him. What do you do? Seems like you just need one guy in charge in that role. I would guess at that point, Brett would say, yeah, I don't really care anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brett, we got meetings. Why don't you go to those? We got Lee. You know who needs that is Derek Jeter. He needs a co, right? Uh, the winter meetings are going on. It's really a big deal. Yeah, you go. Send the other guy. I got a football game to go to. I'm fine. You go. Don't worry about it. But to me, there was no doubt that the Stars were trying to get in the Blues' head, and you saw it. David Perron, who plays on the line with Tarasenko and O'Reilly, at least currently does, O'Reilly's not a guy who's going to mix it up. I mean, that's a Lady Bing finalist. He's not going to. It's just not his game. And then Tarasenko, you don't want in the box. So Perron sort of has to take on that role for that line. The problem is, if you get a little edgy or chippy, you got to know when to stop. And so David Perron, who did the elbow on Ben Bishop, which was just a really stupid penalty and a bad time in the game, but it also was a little embellished by our guy, Ben Bishop. <laughs> it was, if a goalie can flop, that was a flop. But Perron paid the price. So be smart about it, and that's exactly what Chris Kerber was saying earlier. With Frank, just make sure you don't retaliate. Don't let them get in your head. So Blue Stars Game 3 coming your way tonight. The other series, the Avs and Sharks are tied at a game apiece. That series is now shifting back to Denver. All right, unrelated to all of this, Hoff, there are a lot of moments throughout the week where I feel like Larry David or weird, awkward things. And my wife has now just said, yeah, you are Larry David. And it's not... I guess that's not the greatest compliment. What has happened? There was the handicap spot where your car battery oh, and Let's died. not revisit that. Yeah, just a that lot was a of years ago. A lot of awkward moments, and you're in this position where how do I handle it? Well, there's the flower situation where you had flowers delivered to a wake, and they ended up being yeah bad. Everybody said the flowers looked ugly. <laughs> yes, and I wasn't there to explain it. No, so now everyone thinks you're a jerk. There's just a lot of awkwardness. So the other day. Carson says, Dad, I want to get some donuts. Now, I wouldn't go, of course, for me. And, well, you're, you know, a, you're an apostle of good health right. and Doctor, Dr. Rick has given me so many great fitness tips, I wouldn't do it. But in line at the Dunkin' Donuts and have already gone through the portion where you give your order at the speaker. And the place is crowded. There's a lot of cars. But now I'm on my phone, texting, tweeting, probably something like that. Got a hot take. Now, the car in front of me is pulled forward. They're at the window. So there's a car in front of me at the window. But now there's a good 8 to 10-foot gap. The car behind me honks. Why? And I'm like, 
Here's my question. To move eight feet. Who honks at the drive? Where are you going? <laughs> like, okay, I will roll forward. And there was somebody at the window. So there was like another car. So the car behind me had a car behind them who was ordering at the window. I wasn't in park. I didn't get out of the car. I w- it was literally a second or two. Good eight seconds of movement before you stop and don't move again. It was a couple of seconds. And I thought, are you serious? My question to the panel. Sally, I bet you've been to a drive-thru. Hoff, I bet you've been to a drive-thru. Sure. Have you ever felt compelled to honk the horn in the drive-thru? And then if you're the person who gets honked at, would you respond in any way? Because now you're in tight quarters. What can you do as a response? Well, you could flip him the bird. You could put it in reverse and smash into him. You have a child in the car. Yeah, but that way I would teach him vengeance at an early age. Okay, fair. So there is a win there for him. I didn't do anything. But I was really pissed. I'm like, who does that? Sally, have you ever been honked at or been compelled to honk at somebody else in a situation where it does not matter? Does not matter several times in the drive-thru. That might be the one place where I haven't either been honked at or felt compelled to honk. But on the roads, in lines, when people don't know where to go, that does it to me all the time, even if I'm not in a hurry, but not in the drive-thru. You seem like an angry driver. I could see that. I could see Sally being the angry driver. But in a drive, I honestly wanted to get out, and I looked in the rearview mirror. It appeared to be a woman in her, like, 20s. So it wasn't like some old man that was crabby. I couldn't tell body size. It was somebody really hungry, you know. But I I'm almost thinking if you're going to be I wanted to get out. I wanted to get out and say, where, where exactly? Larry David would have got out of the car. Would he, he would not? have. And, and he would have said, where am I going? You're honking for donuts, maybe. Correct. <laughs> scale it back a little bit. It's not as if we were sitting at a train track and like they finally cleared, the gate goes up, we've all been waiting. Like, let's go, let's be ready. Like when you wait at a light for a long time and then it switches and the person doesn't go, it's more maddening because you've been sitting there and waiting. Like, let's go, let's you go. You are catching some heat from our text line. Hockey Bob and someone from the 314. Oh, yes. When Hockey Bob calls me out, I know I've done something wrong. From the 314, can you possibly get any more lazy than drive through donuts? I get the kid in the car, just ran. Like, I wasn't really dressed to go out, hair standing up. Wasn't in my pajamas, but the equivalent. But I agree. That is true. drive through donuts is when you've really stopped making any effort at all. <laughs> I just pictured Larry David getting out of the car, like putting in park and like with his hands up, like, what? You just honk. I think he would have addressed the situation. What kind of donuts did you get? I think we got some munchkins. Okay. Yeah, what's that? But it was ruined for me. Couldn't even enjoy them. Couldn't even enjoy them. Couldn't enjoy them. Didn't you once drive off to the side of the road to count how many munchkins were in it? I feel like you told that story <sighs> I once. Feel, now that's no, a story I, that deserves criticism. No, that does. No, I I fully admitted. <laughs> I brought that story up to you guys because I think it was like a twenty count or a smaller count. <laughs> And just first glance, it didn't You're look like. Back I, I think I asked the question, "Can you go back?" And I believe Charlie said, "Yeah, if you're a tremendous fat ass, you go back." <laughs> but I think we came up with a number, didn't we? I think it was sixteen, fifteen. Yeah, anything below that, you know, Charlie likes to set the over under. I think it was about sixteen and a half. <laughs> if you're under that, you got to go back for a recount. Anyway, I just want to know if anybody has ever been honked. I should give a prize out. Have you ever been honked at in the drive-thru? Have if you, so. Have you ever honked at someone? Have you ever been tempted to honk at someone? What's the worst situation well, now, you've honked at let someone? Me, let, we could really break this down. There's probably some metrics and analytics for it. 
But if the window is available, this is what this is what baseball fans want, Martin. They yes. want good, smart, analytical Thank talk you. like this. Thank you. If the window is available and you're not pulling up, then I you think are. that's fair for sure. Or if the the speaker's available, they've they're done ordering. There's a gap. It's, correct. I think if you're the next in line for whatever part of the process you're involved in. And how how what was the degree of honk? Was it like a blare? Was it a little tap? What what was it? I you know the way I remember it, and I could probably tell the therapist, but I remember it being violent and loud. It can't be, and yeah, it's just got to be a nice little tap. It's like a yeah. bump. I'm just like hey, just scooch up a, a little bit. But if she wasn't next in line for any part of the process, then she's just being impatient, and really she should not done anything. I probably should have got the plate, found out a home address, and sent a letter. That's probably what I should have done. If I was being a grown-up and handling it properly, don't forget TMA coming up. TMA Live Bud Light promotes this event, and here's more for you It'll to know. Hot Hot oh no, you gave me that look. Fenton at okay. the end of this month. Okay, this is probably when Plowsy should be in here because he knows this more. But usually, it's the last. Stay week. tuned for more details. Hot TMA Live. TMA Live. Uh, I'm going to guess it's going to be either the 22nd or the 29th of May, but that's always, it's oh, always no. towards the end of May. I apologize. <laughs> Can I tell you, I looked down at the sheet, which is the Bible, the one that said Andu Strickland, and then we had myboo.com. We were inventing websites. Yes. All it said was Bud Light Event Promo, and this is usually where I just turn it over to Hoff. But uh, anyway, TMA Live, always a great event, always at Hot Shots. Wait, Stay tuned wait, for wait more sec, details. Wait a I got it. I got it. I got, oh. it, I got it. I got it. May 29th. I was right. One of the dates. I was right. Three, two, one. The next TMA Live is brought to you by Anheuser-Busch. TMA Live will be taking place on Wednesday, May 29th at Hot Shots in Fenton. Martin, come on out and partake in fellowship with the show and fellow lemmings while enjoying an ice-cold Budweiser. There will be some great giveaways as well and food and drink specials. That's May 29th, Wednesday, Hot Shots in Fenton. All right, Cardinals coming off that 7-2 home. We'll edit all that out later. 7-2 homestand. <laughs> Which featured Jack Flaherty giving you seven shutout innings. Did that on Sunday. Marcel Ozuna driving in, what, the first five runs on Saturday in that win over the Reds. You've got a 15-game hitting streak for Yadier Molina. And we always point this out. We're compelled to point out, you know, he's not fast. So the hitting streaks are even harder because there's never going to be a ball that he just beats out a slow roller in the hole. That's not going to happen. So Molina with a 15-game, I don't know what his career high is for hitting streak, but he's got to be getting close. You had Goldschmidt and DeYoung both had, I believe, double-digit hitting streaks come to an end. You go up and down the lineup right now. Dexter Fowler's hitting 316. It's a DeYoung, on base. DeYoung's hitting 342. We don't even talk about DeYoung. He's like top five right now. Batting average runs. Jose Martinez, who's not supposed to be playing. This is like the Brewers when they weren't trying to win that one year. Jose Martinez, who's not supposed to be playing, is hitting 343. Goldschmidt, who hasn't really gotten hot yet. No, we're still waiting for him to pick it up. Hey, uh, Paul. Please, go, please go to the locker room where they're back home next week and just go, so how do you explain this slow start? Paul is kind of disappointing being the new guy and <laughs> once again having one of your slow starts. And then you slide over to Marcelo's in and say, we thought this was a contract year and you'd be highly motivated. What's- Are you in shape or out of shape? Doesn't seem to matter. Maybe <laughs> for for Frank and the commission, maybe at one point Mo will say, see, didn't matter at maybe all. Maybe that should have been Mo's answer. Like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> He's never really been that fit, to be honest with you. Did you see him in Miami? Uh, you got a lot of great things happening. The Miles Michaelis start on Friday, probably a little disturbing. 
having a hard time keeping the ball in the park. He was coming off a really good outing. I think the rotation is the one area where you're still sort of figuring out what you have. The offense every night seems to get you that four to six runs. And there isn't, you know, even though DeYoung's been red hot, Molina's got the 15-game hitting streak, I still don't feel like any one player is carrying them every night. No. I mean, Ozuna, about every couple of games, he'll win a game for you. Goldschmidt putting up good numbers, but nobody has been on this insane tear, which is weird to say when you look at some of their projected totals. So the offense for the Cardinals, so good, in fact, Harrison Bader comes back from the IL, has nowhere to go. And I think everybody realizes you can't play him. I mean, Fowler's not coming out at this point. Ozuna's not coming out. And Jose Martinez is not coming out of the lineup the way he's hitting. So Harrison Bader, and I think Frank referenced it in the monologue, and Mike Schilt was asked about it. It's just sort of too bad, right? I mean, you, you got injured, and when you got injured, you weren't hitting very much. The one guy they tried to get in there, they gave Jerko a start. And just, he's just, I mean, I think he's in I'm a bad spot. I'm pretty sure they gave Jerko a start because they realized after Friday's That game, he was still on the team? Well, <laughs> A, that he was still on the team, but we're about, I mean, if you count the games in March, you're more than a month into the season now. And after Friday, Jerko had as many appearances on the mound as he had <laughs> in the starting lineup, and it was one. So I think they realized that and thought, oh, that's bad. We got <laughs> Oh, this is bad. It's weird because so much of the conversation has been, and, and we've done this. Um, how do you get Bader at bats? How do you get Jose Martinez at bats? It's always been circulated around the the outfield. How you you have four or five players, five when you count Tyler O'Neill, for three spots on a daily basis, and you, know, you want to maximize at bats for guys like Jose Martinez and Fowler and Marcelo Zuna, and get consistent at bats for Bader and O'Neill. And how is that done? It's tough. Judd Jerko led the team in home runs not too long ago. Judd Jerko plays pretty good defense at third. He's at best when he is playing somewhat consistently, not daily, but three or four starts a week probably for a guy like him. And there's been zero discussion into how to get him at bats. And he makes $13 million. Yes. <laughs> if he were Greg Garcia and he's just sitting on the bench – and they'd say, well, he hasn't played much at all. Said, That's okay. Who cares? But because Jerko's got a little bit of a resume and has done some decent things in St. Louis, it just jumps out at you more. Now, nobody's arguing that he needs to be playing more. It's just sort of weird it's that you got you got a, <laughs> a guy like Jed Jerko who's making $13 million and you really don't have a spot for him. Jed, for a time last year, was your best hitter for about a month and a half at the beginning of the year. He was probably the best hitter on the team. And that's just it. He's a really good... Professional ball player. Yes. Not a superstar, but he's a really solid professional player, and you have nowhere to put him. You have no at-bats for him. Harrison Bader riding the bench right now, you don't really care. He's a young guy. He's fine, and these things always sort themselves out, but there's no way you're taking out Fowler. He's hitting 316. You're not taking out Jose Martinez. Uh, and Matt Wieters will just joke every once in a while. He'll say, well, it's good to play every, every homestand. It used to be once a week. Now I think it's... Well, if they get me in per homestand, I'm I'm good with that. I mean, he knows what he was signing up for. It's not a surprise. But that's a four-time All-Star who's just sitting on the bench. Uh, so the Cards right now, 17-10. and 10. Only the Dodgers have a better record. They've played more games, but the Dodgers have heated up. They're about eight over. Are they seven out of their 18, seven? Yeah. Are they eight over, the Dodgers? Sounds right. Sounds, anyway. Warriors, Martin, are they, eight over, 19 and 11. So they're eight over, Cardinals, seven over. They played more games, but on the whole, the Cardinals have one of the best records. 
in all of baseball. They're going to see Max Scherzer Wednesday, and we mentioned this with Bob Carpenter. Scherzer's one in three. Does ERA matter? I think it still matters, right? Four point one two. FIP will matter more than ERA. <sighs> well, Scherzer might agree this year because his ERA is four point one two, and our guy Rosenthal is not on the active roster. And his stats this year, granted, he's gotten better. Three innings pitch total, twelve runs. That's bad. That's Three sad. innings pitch. That's but on the injured list as of right now. We do have a couple of texts regarding the awkward honking. If you would yes, like big boss of North County chiming in. Uh, driving through the neighborhood, a couple cars pulled out in front of him, so he honked as they don't even attempt to stop. As the next ten or so cars pull out, I realize it's a funeral procession. Oh, I felt. Awful. That's very Larry David right there. <laughs> hey, let me out. Beep, beep, beep. Well, you're uh, supposed to be wearing the, you, first of all, you put your the flag, the little you, flag, little magnet on your you hood. And you have your emergencies on, but if they're driving hazards, across, yeah. maybe you won't you won't see the hazards probably. If, if it's like a T and they're driving across, you don't see the hazards. 314, my buddy once drove around someone looking at the menu before the intercom, almost started a fight. Drove around like cut in front, cut in front like I know what I want. He knew what he wanted, and the person in front of him didn't. The drama of the drive-through. Hey, here's the deal: whatever drive-through you're in, you want to be make sure you're in a comfortable car, and that's the car you get from Offenberg Hyundai, known for their customer service for many years. That's what the Offenberg name is all about. But because it's Hyundai, you're also getting a top-notch car. We're talking about award-winning cars. North American Car of the Year. The Genesis picked that up. The Elantra picked that up. And now some of the smaller SUVs, great-looking vehicles, the Santa Fe, the Tucson, the Kona. Check them out online at OffenbergHyundai.com. And then make the trip to O'Fallon, Illinois. Greenmount Road is the exit, Highway 64 to Greenmount Road. Really not far at all from downtown. Easy to get to, and you're going to get great service, great vehicles. And that includes pre-owned vehicles on the lot right there in O'Fallon, Illinois. Highway 64, again, OffenbergHyundai.com is where you can begin that search for your next car, whether it's brand new or pre-owned. Offenberg Hyundai, the original Hyundai dealer in this area. Hoff, I love going to the phones. I know you're not a big phone guy. Open phone Monday. It's Daddy Padre. with used some... to be Wednesdays with Strick. Yeah. he likes going to the phone lines. But Daddy Padre probably is going to give... Probably going to give Benner some tips on what he did wrong, I would Fair. think, in game Get two. A goalie the, perspective. Yeah, the Col- Calder Trophy finalist, Jordan Bennington, may need a few pointers at this point, and that is why we bring in Daddy Padre. Three, two, and one. Yes, Daddy Padre. Yo, what's up, boys? How are we doing? Are we fired up? Level of confidence, riding high. Um, I'm confident. I mean, we're a good road team, so... That's, we got that going for us. I mean, a lot of teams can't say that always, but I feel pretty good about it. And you got to love a good a series. Games there in Winnipeg, obviously. Yep, and you got a series where the goalies are the story. Bennington and Bishop, this is for a guy who just kind of grew up in the net like yourself, who've, who's made his name as a netminder. you got to love these storylines. Yeah, I love these storylines. By the way, did you hear about Stricky's heading down there with Biff on a PJ today? Going down on a private jet. Really? Strick's on a private jet? Did you say yeah, Biff? He's a baller. Yeah, Biff's taking him because Doug couldn't go. Strick hold is on. so. Hold I, on. I need to get this confirmed. Is this a bit that we're doing, or is Strick really on his way? Oh, no, Biff called in this morning, the morning show, and he's like, "Yeah, Doug couldn't go with me, so I'm taking Andy Strickland with me." And then everyone goes, and the cat goes, "Strickland," and then 
Yeah, so I don't I don't really know the connection there, but I guess Stricky uh, weaseled his way into that one. Well, that I believe. Yeah, I am gonna I'm gonna text. This is breaking news. I just we, texted Strick too. Okay, he probably yeah. didn't want anybody then, to know. Yeah, and then two other things. By the way, I only slid into those DMs, Martin, because you never read that text line, kid. So I had to talk to you on there because I had to get my point across about Stricky because Stricky was saying anybody that has that plays in a charity game. in a charity game, you know what I mean? And then, lastly, Solly was there. I don't know if you were there or not, Martin, but that, that media scrum, by the way, with Charlie is 10 out of 10 entertainment where he's smiling when, when Jim Thomas asked him uh, when he asked Benjamin, what's it like to play goalie without a stick? And Benner just responds, it's like playing goalie without a stick. And the other night, Jim Thomas asked another question that was gold. He goes, what does this top line do, you know, to shut down this other top line? What are they doing? He goes, they're good. That's all he said. Bennington is literally, I think, the best entertainment. Maybe besides Jose Martinez in the city right now in terms of post-game scrubs. I don't know what you guys feel about that. He's got a very wry personality, I would say. And you can tell he almost has kind of a Cheshire grin when he gives you sort of a mildly sarcastic response. Yeah, Chuck Marlowe in the solid spot there a couple of times. Chuck does a lot of the head nod, smiling, like nodding, which is good because you don't want to be over there in that shot where the other cameras in town pick it up. You don't want to be like picking your nose or anything. you got to have a... Solid look on your face. All right, Daddy Padre, I apologize. Of course we go to the text line whenever Hoff remembers to. I can't help it if he forgets. Eight, no, five. That's why I put in those DMs, though, because then because then, then, uh, then I could shoot you a quicker response there. But anyway, I'll talk to you boys later. Thanks All right, time. that is Daddy Padre. Right. Guess who's on hold now? So we went from Daddy Padre. It's open phone line Monday. This is your fault. This is, <laughs> this is like a TMA post game. We go from Daddy Padre to Big Al. Big Al, what's going on? Hey, that was me uh, in the drive-thru behind you. That was you? You you yeah. needed your donuts that bad. Yeah, you were taking too much time, so I almost went around you. I was probably tweeting had, a hot I take. I could have stuck my nose in there like NASCAR, and you couldn't have done anything because you gave me a gap. So, anyway. Hey, uh, Danny Padre, uh, a.k.a. Darren Payne Jr., you were never as good as I was, so calm down, okay? Hey, Blues, go to the net. All right, it's not that tough. And when they're in front of our net, why don't you hit them? That's why Bartuzzo's in, because our defense is soft again. And if I was Bennington the other night, I would have been fighting them in the parking lot, Marty. Love so, it, Big way, Al. You you, would, I know you, you would have. Hey, do you want to uh, get with uh, Letterman this year? Because I already got the deal set up. So if you want an exclusive, we'll knock Frank out. All right, I love it. Now Frank and, is like, wait uh, a minute, about, it's just happened. <laughs> How about uh, the sponsorship for our boy over there, Curtis, with uh, Worldwide? That's an awesome uh, spot. Curtis is an awesome man. Took you from a pile of grass to a super exciting time. And uh, I told him a couple years ago that NASCAR is going to be begging him in a few years to come in because their their attendance is shrinking like me when my Cialis lets go. So that's a perfect venue over there to fit him in. (laughs) So, uh, All right, Al. Love you, boy. All right, take care. You see what happens, Larry? <laughs> this is what happens when you open the phone lines. <laughs> did he? Did he do some material there at the end? Yes. Soft like Sam. Hey, I do agree though. But Big Al got to toughen it up a little bit. Oh. I want a little more of the pushback, and I do want him to attack the net. I agree with Chris Kerber. The drop pass. They get a little too cute with that. Shoot the puck, get some traffic, get the dirty goals, get the greasy goals, 
And let's find out if Strix, in fact, on a PJ, which I'd never heard expressed that way before. I am legitimately he, curious. He's, he's on a he's PJ. He's responding. I have the ellipses. That Hold is little. true. Listener and I have a mutual friend just meeting him today for first time. Okay. Is wow. Biff. How does that work when you say, uh, Lori, I know I'm supposed to take care of the kids and help out and go to school and pack lunches. I'm getting on a PJ. Tell Marlo this. I'm Truck's going to be die. mad when he finds out that he had to fly commercial and strict got private jet. Don't don't let the local stations hear about this. <laughs> Who's this Biff guy? Uh, I want to uh, know more about Biff. I got a flight to Chicago for 150 for the NLDS for against the Cubs. Like, okay, what's Biff charging? A mild upset here on open phone line Monday is that Hockey Bob did not call in. Then again, he co-hosted the show on Friday, so he should be good. He did text him, but I didn't. Uh, oh, he texted them out the drive-thru thing. God bless him. All right, quick break here. It is the Midday Grind on 590 Fan. The hard line coming your way later tonight. Cards on the road next seven. It's the Nats for four and then Wrigley Field over the weekend. Yachty's return. I know Chris Bryant's going to hear it when he comes to St. Louis. Molina gets booed everywhere he goes, but I'm thinking this year at Wrigley they'll probably take it up a notch since he attacked Chris Bryant. I think he called him a loser. More or less, uh, loser. Brebia, Brebia said, uh, "Crimea River, river loser. loser." But I think Yachty said, "Only loser players." Something like something that. Along those fun lines. Of markets. Uh, and then we got Blues and Stars Monday, Wednesday in Dallas, and back here on a Friday night. Great sports week. We've got it covered for you on Five Nine to the Fan.